Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and this week I'm actually not joined by my co-host, Greg Hockert. Uh, sad to say that. It's kind of weird not not saying that. Um, but Greg is, he's, he's had a very busy week with his new job and buying a house. Uh, my wife and I just got into our home. It's It's been pretty crazy, honestly, just, just letting things uh, kind of just sit out for the time being until we get some some stuff figured out. We got paint on our walls, uh, we got boxes everywhere. So if you've ever moved, you know you know what uh, <laughs> what we're going through right now. But you know what? Even though Greg and I decided that it, he or Greg said that he couldn't he couldn't make a podcast this week, I figured I'd hop on here still and um, just let everybody know what's going on in the Big Twelve sporting world, which is not a lot. Um, but that is okay. I just felt like, you know, we said that we would be consistent with, uh, with recording episodes. So I just wanted to hop on here and give you guys a short little episode. Um, I was thinking about stuff that we could talk about. You know, we didn't really talk about the end of the softball and the baseball season. Um, congratulations to OU. What an, what an absolutely incredible softball season that was really at this point. It's, it's, if you didn't say dynasty before, it is a dynasty now. It's it's just kind of kind of incredible to see what they're doing. They're using they're utilizing the transfer portal very well. They uh, obviously still recruiting very well out of high school. They are doing quite a few good things on their end. Um, and then obviously the baseball season did not end with the Big Twelve champion. Uh, congratulations to LSU. Um, they had a, they had a pretty good run there at the end, but yeah, no, no baseball team could really pull it in. Then we had, what do we have recently? We had the MLB draft, all whatever, 75 <laughs> rounds. No, I'm just kidding. It's a, it is a, up in the, I want to say in the forties though. Uh, there was quite a few big 12 players drafted there. And so you're going to have a lot of, a lot of change next year on the baseball side of things, but you know. I was just trying to figure out some other things that I could talk about here today. I was looking at some some uh, NCAA preseason polls. The AP poll hasn't really come out yet. There was a ESPN FPI Top 25 poll that came out recently. So I was planning on just running through that really quick, uh, just seeing where some Big tw- Big 12 teams were. So we'll we'll just I'll just hop right into that. I don't expect this to be a long episode by any means by myself. I'm. I don't know how long I can talk by myself, but that is all right. So starting at uh, number 23, we have Baylor. Baylor went 6-7 and seven last year. You know, I'm, I'm really kind of surprised about the hype around Baylor coming into this year. I don't really understand it. That and Texas Tech, uh, those two schools, they had average years last year. Um, but, you know, Blake Shapin coming back for his, his junior season now. Um, they got, they have a pretty stacked running back room. It's very, very deep. Um, they lost, they lost quite a bit on the defensive end last year with Siaki Ika, their defensive tackle getting drafted. Um, they, 
they went six and seven last year. They went four and five in the Big Twelve. I I don't see them um, going better than five and four. Maybe s- probably five and four in the Big Twelve next year. So I don't expect them to be uh, in the top twenty-five by the end of the season next year. And then we have Texas Tech at twenty-two. So you have Baylor at twenty-three, Texas Tech at twenty-two. Um, they went eight and five last year. They had a they had a nice win in their bowl game against Ole Miss. But I really think the they're kind of the darlings of the Big Twelve right now. Um, they had they finished they finished out the year really well. Um, Joey McGuire has been really really hyping Texas Tech up. But you know I just kind of like Baylor. I, d- I don't really see or understand the hype. I get that they went on a little bit of a run last year, but like Greg said last week, there they were a couple a couple plays, a couple inches away from from being 6 and 6 and making a bowl game. Not a great one at that. So that yeah, that's um that'll be interesting to see where they end up. I know uh oh gosh, Tyler Sh- Tyler Shook, he was their, I, I want to say their third string quarterbacks to start last year, and he ended up playing very well at the end of the season. So that will be interesting to see how they how they play out. But I really don't also see them in the top 25 at the end of the year, unless I'm just dead wrong, which is very much a possibility. Um, and then the next team we, the next Big 12 team we have in the top 25 is TCU. They are projected to be 17th. Um, they, they had a fantastic record last year. Um, but when you lose your, your, your starting quarterback, your starting running back and your best wide receiver, it is going to be tough. I like them again this year. I think that Sonny Dykes has done a fantastic job, um, in the transfer portal. He pulled in, I want to say three or four, four or five stars from the SEC. So he, he basically, he did, he did some work in the portal last year. That's that's what I'll say about that. But his job is definitely going to be harder going into the 2023 season. But like I said, got some got some good picks, pickups out of the portal. I like them at 17. Um, I think that they will be top. Well, I did. I had them uh, second in my Big 12 poll last year. So I I, I like them in that. Uh, 17 to 12 range in the overall uh, AP poll by the end of the year. Um, let's see here. Who else do we have? Going to have to scroll way up for this. Um, wow, this is great podcasting material. My my computer's not loading. Okay, there we go. We got OU at 11. So last year they went 6 and 7. They were 3 and 6 in the Big 12. I think that returning Dylan Gabriel, Brent Venable's second year as head coach at OU, I think that there is a chance that they they do end up in this uh, twelve to twelve to eight range. Um, it could more so just be helmet logo, uh, and what I mean by that is you see OU and you think they're going to be very good. Well, last year they had their worst year since before Greg and I were both born. Um, now I don't I don't know if this continues into this upcoming year, but I don't see them. I they could they could finish in the eight to twelve range, but I see them in the twenty to twenty five range. Um, I think that 
Dylan Gabriel is going to have a decent year, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super high on OU going into this season. Now, let's see. Whew. I believe that this is the the last, the last team. Yeah. So the last team in the top twenty-five preseason poll will be Texas at five. So last year Texas went eight and five. I know Greg and I talked about this quite a bit last week, but um, I'm not on the hype train. Greg is on the hype train. Greg is think that Greg thinks that they're going to do very well in the Big Twelve this year. I'm still not convinced by it, um, and you can tell me I'm wrong, and that's that's fine. I guess we will have to let the season play out and see see what happens there, but. Yeah, I just I, – Quinn Ewers could have led them to a win against Alabama. We'll see what happens this year when they go to Tuscaloosa. That is going to be a very, very fun game to watch. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going 9-3 and three in the regular season, one win better than they, than they went last season's. We'll have to see. Um some other teams that I think should have been on here that weren't, I really would have loved to have seen Kansas State in this top 25 poll. Granted, this is this is a preseason, ESPN preseason poll. Um, it came out about two weeks ago, but I just wanted to just wanted to see what the what the national media was thinking of the Big 12, and obviously they left out uh, the Big 12 champion. They left out. Kansas State, which surprised me that they would have Kansas State over uh, Baylor and Texas Tech. Kansas State's returning their their quarterback, Will Howard. Yes, they did lose Deuce Vaughn, but I'm fully fully confident and convinced that Kansas State will finish ahead of both Texas Tech and Baylor next year. Um, yeah, yeah. I also personally think that Oklahoma State will finish better than at least Baylor, maybe not Texas Tech. But at least Baylor. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my two cents. Whether you take it or not, I don't know. But I know, one thing I do know is that if you are a betting, betting person, man or woman, um, I think that the lines are set in Vegas for the regular season win totals. If... If you want to go back and listen, a couple episodes ago, Greg and I did our um, our win season or our win predictions for the regular season, and for the most part, I think Greg and I have done a pretty good job in in the previous years about picking who we think's gonna who we think is is going to go over their pro- projected win total or go under. Um, I think that. I think that the advice that we laid out was was solid. Um, obviously, everything is still up in the air, and that's why it's called gambling because you don't know what's going to happen. But ultimately, I'm I'm just really excited for football season. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. And I know now living out here in Salt Lake City, there's a lot of BYU fans that I that I talk to. Um, they see me wearing my Oklahoma State stuff, and they. They come up and talk to me because they're just they're excited to be in the Big Twelve, which I'm sure Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are also excited to excited to join the Big Twelve. Um, now, supposedly, so the, I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon. Supposedly, the Pac-12's media deal was supposed to come out today, and there are rumors that it's supposed to be on par 
with the ACC and the Big 12s, which I don't know if I believe that. Um, your Your two biggest schools, USC and UCLA, with the biggest market, one of the biggest markets in the country, but definitely the biggest market in the conference is leaving to go to the Big Ten. I don't know how or really why they would get a good deal. Um, I mean, your markets are Eugene, uh, Corvallis. Salt Lake City is a good market. Phoenix is a good market. Tucson's a good market. But I I cannot imagine um, them getting as good of a deal as the Big 12 or the ACC. I think the, the Big 12... Um, yes, they're honestly, the Big 12 has smaller markets than the Pac-12, but I think you have more diehard fans in the Big 12 region rather than in the Pac-12 region. Um, also, that could be due to there are professional sports in the Pac-12 regions, uh, unlike in some of the Big 12 regions. But, I mean, yeah, I, I just really think that the, the Pac-12 is a dying conference it has great history, but when your two big dogs leave, I mean, th- you could be saying this about uh, the Big 12, too, with OU and Texas leaving, but the Big 12 was proactive. The Big 12 went out and got four schools, whether or not they compare to OU and Texas, which I, I don't think they do, if I'm being honest, but you added four quality schools. I think I think that's fair to say. You added Houston, which is a great, great, great basketball grab. You added Cincinnati, who's also a historically good basketball program but also a recent cfp uh appearance and then you you add ucf which we could debate the 2017 national championships all day long but they've had a they've had a recently good football program um and byu being in it being an independent has has provided them with the ability to play other power five teams instead of playing teams in the American conference, unlike the three other schools coming from the American conference, BYU has had the ability to play big time schools throughout the year. And so their, their football program is solid. Um, yeah. So I, I really think that the PAC 12 is going to be a dying conference here soon. I'm very interested to see what happens. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but San Diego State was trying to leave the Mountain West. Um, They didn't have the funds to do so, so the Mountain West basically said, no, you're not leaving. Uh, San Diego State was trying to get into the Pac-12, but the Mountain West said no because San Diego State didn't have the money. Um, That's just not going to happen. So it'll be very interesting to see what comes of any schools maybe from non-power fives trying to enter the Pac-12, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty convinced that teams are going or schools are going to leave the Pac-12 fairly soon. I mean, obviously I don't really know anything, like I'm not an insider, I don't have any media media credentials, which I think that that would be fun, but I don't have any media credentials. I I went to school for engineering, not journalism. So, that is <laughs> that is not my forte, but I would love to hear what you guys think about the Pac-12 dying or uh, falling apart because I think the Pac-12 could get pulled in two different directions, maybe even three different directions. Um, 
but yeah, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about that. I hope you guys have a great have had a great week. You're going to have a great week next week as well. Um, Greg and I, Greg will definitely be on the pod next week, but I felt like I couldn't, after we told you guys we, we were on a consistent schedule now, I felt like I couldn't, uh, or we couldn't leave you guys hanging. So if you are expecting a podcast episode today on Thursday, it's going to, it might show up in your feed tonight or tomorrow, but have a great week, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this short episode. Um, I, I, I'm been heavily, heavily thinking about what fast food restaurants align with what schools. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun episode. I've also really been thinking about where I'm gonna rank uh, all the Big Twelve stadiums. It's kind of difficult for me because you know I haven't, I haven't been to every Big Twelve stadium. I think I've been to, I've been to. Two, no, I've been to three or four, actually. Been to OSU plenty of times. Been to Texas, Iowa State, and Baylor. And I've I've seen BYU's uh, stadium from the air, as you can see it when you're flying into Salt Lake. It, I've also seen plenty of pictures. It is absolutely gorgeous, nestled right up there against the mountains. But that is going to be a fun episode as well when we talk about ranking the big 12 stadiums, which I think the criteria on that is probably going to be something along the lines of, uh, including capacity. So how many seats it can, how many people it can hold, uh, the, the venue itself. So what, it, what it sits up against. So like the mountains or, uh, the plains or like McLean stadium and Waco sits right up against the river. You can, you can kayak from the other side of the river, right up to the stadium, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be a fun stadium, a, a fun episode. Also can't forget about, uh, the bridge going to Jack Trice, Jack Trice stadium in, in Iowa at Iowa state. So yeah, there's, there's some, there's some great, great stadiums in the big 12 and I'm very excited to get into that with Greg. So, uh, thank you for, thank you for joining us. If you wouldn't mind following us on Twitter and Instagram at around the 12 at around the underscore 12. Sorry, I always mess, mess that up. And then on Facebook, we are Around the 12 Podcast. Um, we, I'm super grateful that you joined me for this really short episode. But just want like, I, like I've said before, I just wanted to hop on here and give you guys something short and sweet. Um, yeah. So if you guys have any questions, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We thank you. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs>